1: and welcome back to pop culture university where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it we see what we can learn from these celebrities who put their lives out there and their most embarrassing moments and their mistakes so we can learn from them and we don't have to make them ourselves i'm your host petty pop culture you may know me from instagram twitter or tiktok or youtube all of the above um if this is not your first time here thank you so much for coming back if it is your first time here thank you so much for clicking it is wednesday we're halfway through the week you guys it is a freezing week at that. It's literally one degree where I am in central Illinois right now. Can't even make it plural because it's just one degree. Last night at like 2 a.m. it was like in the negatives and I had to walk four blocks from my car back to my apartment after I was done selling drugs on the street corner. And that was the most pain I've ever experienced from being cold in my life. And now I have to go walk to class after this. So these attendance points better be worth more than the final. Um, anyway, I hope you're getting through your week uh today is actually the two-year anniversary of kobe bryant and gianna bryant's death when they tragically lost their lives in a helicopter crash that's still one of the craziest things to wrap your head around it's one of those celebrity deaths that just doesn't feel real kobe was an absolute legend gianna bryant was an absolute adorable amazing little girl and it's still so hard to even think about what happened to them i'm sending all my prayers to vanessa bryant and the whole family today absolutely tragic um anyway the lessons for today that we're gonna talk about in the episode there's gonna be three they're all kind of juicy so the first one is Kanye West said he recently found out Kim and Ray J have a part two to their sex tape and he said he is the one who stopped it from leaking and gave it back to Kim yeah the second one is an older musician tried to discredit Taylor Swift's songwriting and she immediately handled him on Twitter and it was amazing. And then he had to apologize. <laughs> so we're going to get into that. She brought him to his knees. It was great. And then finally, we're going to talk about Sydney Sweeney talking about the downside of showing nudity in euphoria and how filming those scenes are and how it affects how seriously she's taken in Hollywood. And it's actually super, super interesting. So I can't wait to get into all of that before we get into this episode, though, if you can just rate this podcast five star on Spotify, you're already here. You may as well do it and just follow us so you get a notification every time we put up an episode. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can give us five star there subscribe leave a review if you would like it would all help me out so much so thank you for that and yeah let's get into the lessons today welcome to pop culture university take your seats So Kanye West is claiming that there was a sequel to the iconic film, Kim Kardashian Superstar, which was Kim's sex tape. And he's personally claiming that he stopped the tape from leaking or anything happening to the tape. So let's talk about it. So Ray J's former manager in September said that Ray J did have in possession another sex tape of him and Kim that they filmed around the same time of the first one, but that this one was even better quality than more graphic and exposing and even longer than the first i haven't watched kim's first sex tape in a while but it was pretty graphic and exposing so i wonder if this one was just like full out like mia khalifa stuff like what they were hinting at anyway Kanye west said that the night he found out about the sex tape which was actually the night that kim kardashian was hosting snl so that was like october 18th or something that was like a historic day for me so i remember that day he said the night that he found out about it he immediately went and got the tape from ray j for kim because ray j's manager said that the only person that he and ray j would sell it to would be kim or kanye this is what the they allegedly told kanye which kanye then told us in an interview kanye said that he was told we got part two on a laptop and it's never been seen and we'd love for you to have it it'd be a great personal nft they're weird for calling it an nft like i still don't know what nft is but is it like porn or something and it's just weird that they're insinuating like that they could like profit off of it like people do from an nft so that was just gross to me like did they think they were gonna sell it to kanye and then he was gonna sell it anyway so kanye got on the first flight he could out of new york because he was with kim to uh like watching her do snl and he flew to wherever ray j was and got it from him and then got on a red eye and brought it back to new york so now kanye was the one in possession of it and right when he got there he pulled kim aside from her busy schedule at snl and showed her the tape in a car That she hadn't seen for years, because it's been like 15 years since the first one. And apparently, she started bawling her eyes out when she saw it. This is all Kanye's account. He said, I gave it to her and she cried when she saw it. Do you know why she cried when she saw the laptop? It represents how much she's been used, it represents how much people don't love her and just saw her as a commodity. And then he actually went as far to compare Kim Kardashian to Jesus Christ, which I would say is the craziest thing I heard, but. It's really just not anymore. He said, this is the most transacted upon human being other than Santa Claus or Jesus Christ. So apparently Kim is up in the icon status of Santa Claus and Jesus Christ in terms of the mythicalness of her, which I mean, I can't disagree with. Kim is quite the goddess. I was a little confused though when he said that Kim was transacted upon because I feel like the person who benefited most from this sex tape was Kim. Like she wasn't transacted upon, she transacted upon other people. She relatively being unknown, And making a tape to being a billionaire. I mean, I think we would all make a porno for a billion dollars. I would do it for $9.99 a month on OnlyFans. So I think Kim got the better end of this. So he was asked to clarify about that statement actually in the interview. And they asked whether it was people or her family who saw her and treated her this way. And Kanye responded, I'm just saying that in general because I would rather make that general statement because I'm not here to be mean or overly specify about That so, it seems like he is trying to be overly specific without pointing a finger. Like, is he saying it just seems interesting? Like, is he saying that Chris used Kim and is he pointing out Chris? Kind of saying that like Chris is the devil who used Kim and Kim is like Jesus. He did call Chris Chris Jung-un before, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to paint her out as this devil who used Kim. Oh my god, you know, it's weird that same I don't know if like what day he brought her this tape on the SNL set, but if it was the day that she filmed. Kim literally made a joke about her mom like leaking her sex tape in her SNL like monologue. So that's just interesting that all this was going on behind the scenes and we didn't even know. And then Kim made a joke. She said like, you guys are probably surprised to see me here. I haven't had a movie premiere for a long time. I actually only had one movie come out and I didn't even know it was premiering. It must have slipped my mom's mind. How did I know that whole dialogue? That's really weird. But that was the joke that she made about her mom leaking her sex tape. So I just think that that's kind of interesting there's a lot of layers in there anyway continuing with the Kanye interview about the sex tape and when he brought it to her he actually talked about how he felt seeing kim kiss pete davidson right in front of him after he brought her her tape he said he thought it was not right that after he did this grand gesture for her that kim went on snl and kissed a boy right in front of him even if it was just for a sketch he said he thinks he was wildly disrespectful and he thinks that society kind of like normalizes that disrespect against the man in the relationship but if he did that to kim it would not be accepted so kanye thinks kim got away with doing something super disrespectful and like how could in good conscience could she do that to him after he apparently saved her from having another sex tape leak so those were kanye's feelings but let's get to the point of if this tape actually did exist or if kanye maybe is lying and this is just another stop on his campaign to get kim back kim last night like super late at night released a statement to people and denied the existence of this tape and said that ray j does have another video but it's just footage of them from the same day the sex tape was made and they were fully clothed and hanging out kind of like vlog style but either way kim adamantly denied this tape's existence at all and first of all even if this was true this isn't going to help kanye get kim back which is what i think his whole motive for telling this story publicly is because why the fuck would he tell the public this just for a little interview. He could have just kept it between them. If he really wanted to protect Kim and do something grand for her, why would he talk about it and kind of confirm its existence in the public eye? And people are going to judge her now that even if they know the tape exists, even without seeing it, they would kind of like judge her all over again. And like, what was the point of him doing that? I think the only thing he would get by doing that is manipulation. And like, sharing that she has another sex tape, I feel like is almost as bad as telling people that Kim considered aborting North in. His 2020 presidential campaign, which is one of the reasons that Kim said, like, she kind of saw the marriage ending pretty soon, was after that. So I don't know why Kanye would think this would help him in any way, just spilling more personal information about Kim. It just seems like it's another way for Kanye to make it seem like Kim needs him. Like she's just some damsel in distress, and he went and saved her, and she was crying and thanking him for it. And he took the red eye, and he was this big hero. This just sounds like a whole bunch of manipulation to me and I'm going to believe Kim in this scenario that the tape did not exist because we know at this point Kanye will say and do anything to get Kim back and the whole setup of the situation just seems very fake and phony and like lies to me. I don't think there's a Kim Kardashian superstar film part two and even if there was, he didn't help himself by telling the whole world. So what can we learn from this situation? Kim Kardashian actually said what she's going to teach her kids about her sex tape and that is simply don't have sex and film it and you'll never have to worry about if you have a tape or not even if you trust the person they may not be the most trustworthy after all and it may just not be the best move it could mess up your life a little bit or it could make you a billionaire so maybe have sex and film it b or b i'm gonna go do that Swift was minding her own business yesterday, like she normally does, and an entitled gross white man tried to pick a fight with her for no reason like they normally do. So let's get into it. <laughs> Damon Albarn, frontman of the not-iconic band Blur and Gorillaz. Did he write that band name by himself? Because if he did, it sucks. Um, Damon Albarn, you probably don't even know him, but anyway, he did an interview with the los angeles times where he was asked his opinions on the current state of pop music and he's like 60 or something so he like used to be like i guess relevant in the music space but i've never heard of him anyway he was asked about some current pop stars and he was asked his thoughts on Billie eilish and he said i think she's exceptional then he was asked his thoughts on taylor swift and he all he had to say was she doesn't write her own songs and boom just like that a bomb was dropped and a twitter firestorm went off So much so that Taylor's fans got it to her attention and Taylor tweeted back at him. I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this at Damon Albarn. Yeah, she added him. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really fucked up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. P.S. I wrote this tweet all by myself. If you were wondering, Uh, not only does Taylor Swift write the best songs, but she writes the best Twitter comebacks. And you know that was her. Like, that was just the most Taylor Swift thing to say. So, like, sweet and innocent, but also so, like, fierce and piercing at the same time. She's the best. Um. Anyway, after the Swifties dragged him to Helen back and he was getting all this hate on twitter it was like trending and his life was coming down because he said one bad thing about taylor swift he was forced to apologize the old man was humbled real quick and shout out to twitter that we get to see all these fights play out in like real time imagine if there wasn't twitter and she just like texted him that and we didn't get to see it so shout out to twitter i love a good twitter fight um he said in his response apology to her he said i totally agree with you I had a conversation about songwriting and sadly it was reduced to clickbait. I apologize unreservedly and unconditionally. The last thing I would want to do is discredit your songwriting. I hope you understand. So he's saying that he agrees that this is very a damaging thing for him to say, but he was saying that the damaging part was just clickbait and he didn't actually say anything that bad in the real interview. So let me clear up where the confusion was, where he thinks it was clickbait versus what he actually said. So in the interview, when Albarn said that she doesn't write her own songs, the journalist that he was talking to restated that Taylor Swift does write her own songs and then co-writes others. So that's where some confusion came in about the difference between writing and co-writing. Albarn stated that he thinks that doesn't count. He says, I know what co-writing is. Co-writing is very different from writing. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying there's a big difference between a songwriter and a songwriter who co-writes. So there was nothing lost in translation there. You said what you said, just own it. There was no jumbling up of the words for a headline. You said she doesn't write her own songs. And then you even went further with it and said there's a difference between a writer and a co-writer. Like, that's exactly what you said, so don't get it twisted. His apologies just seems like him trying to, in any way, retract what he said and, like, save his own ass because he realized it was wrong. Like, him saying it was clickbait is one of the most go-to things you can do within interview even if it's not true so that was just his excuse for his own stupid words that he muttered earlier that day um and yeah then that was that taylor swift didn't accept his shitty apology because he's so dumb and beneath her he probably thinks she wouldn't read the whole interview and look at exactly what he said because he thinks she's stupid or something but she knows exactly what he said so he, she's not accepting an apology from him and good for him she stopped tweeting after that point point. and taylor swift sweetie i'm so sorry an ugly bitch like David Elbarn would even say that why is this gross man saying blatant lies about Taylor Swift that he didn't even fact checked for a second? Like it could have taken one Google search for him to know that that is just not true. Did he take the time for Billy Eilish? Like why is he giving Billy all this reverence and not Taylor? Does her enormous success bother him? Does a woman staying relevant for over 15 years, way longer than he did from her own talent and penmanship upset him? Is she mad? Is he mad that she won album of the year, the Grammys three times and no one has ever even heard about his little band? Gen Z is completely unfamiliar with him, whereas Taylor is known in every single generation. I'm just saying I feel like he's jealous. And when a woman gets to that level of fame that Taylor Swift is and at that level of icon status that Taylor has, men who think they deserve it more are probably just going to find a way to tear her down. And for anyone wondering out there, Taylor Swift has written over 50 songs by herself. Not just any songs, hit songs, good songs, platinum songs by herself the only writer credited and we all know like the difference between a song and then taylor swift song like you can just hear it on first listen like when i'm like listening to a new song like, even when i was younger i can just tell by the lyrics that this is a taylor swift song because they're just such good like stories and she combines like stories and pop music so well such a unique and masterful way where you just know it's taylor swift upon first listen um lover was nominated for best song at the grammys in 2020 the song and guess who was the only songwriter listed under that taylor swift she said i was gonna throw a party for the songwriters after it got nominated for the grammy but i was the only songwriter (laughs) people are just pressed by her success and co-writing isn't even bad by the way like the creative process of co-writing can make an amazing amazing song so the fact that he's even trying to discredit people who co-write is insane to me But anyway, lastly, the president of Chile had to get involved. And he said to Taylor Swift, here in Chile, you have a huge group of supporters who knows that you write your own songs from your heart. Don't take seriously guys that need to insult or lie to get attention. Hugs from the South, Taylor. The way he just like saved a nation from saying that, like he just moved mountains in his political campaign for that. What a fucking icon. The way he literally summed it all up. Don't take seriously guys that need to insult or lie to get attention. Why hasn't Joe Biden gotten involved? why didn't he give an emergency presidential address to the nation the second damon albarn tweeted that Mm, it makes me want to move to chile anyway what can we learn from this don't speak on something you don't know about fact check yourself before you make yourself look like a fool and if you're going to call someone out have the receipts ready it's not that hard to do with a quick google or a fact check and death to all white men
0: i'm so sick of running as fast as i can Wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man You know that and I'm so sick of them coming at me again, coming at me again. Cause if I was a maid
1: Sydney Sweeney, Cassie from Euphoria, is opening up about those nude scenes that she's been doing on the show every week. And I think it's a good time for her to talk about it because after episode two, like my whole Twitter feed is always Euphoria, but the whole conversation online was about all the nudity going on, specifically her, because she was like naked for over like 10 minutes this episode, last episode. It was wild. So she actually said that she's never felt seen for her acting in Euphoria because of this, which... I was expecting her to talk about the nude scenes at some point, but I didn't expect her to say that. And she said in an interview, this is something that has bothered me for a while. I'm very proud of my work in Euphoria. I thought it was a great performance, but no one talks about it because I got naked. I do the White Lotus and all of a sudden critics are paying attention. People are loving me. They're going, oh my God, what is she going to do next? And I was like, did you not see that in Euphoria? Did you not see that in Handmaid's Tale? Because she got nude in both of those shows which i think was a great point to bring it up and i'm happy that she said that she believes that there's a stigma against actresses who get naked on the screen she continued and said when a guy has a sex scene or shows his body he still wins awards and gets praise but the moment a girl does it it's completely different and she's completely right like ben affleck is still out here winning awards and we've seen his penis no one's talking about cal jacobs we've seen his penis in the show of any of the, the main cast members a lot of the discourse is about cassie i think this is a really good point to bring up especially to this whole new generation who's like watching euphoria and even like some pretty young kids are watching euphoria and they may not have been exposed to like seeing actresses nude in television shows before so they might not know how to like react to it or maybe are questioning like how to think about that actress after seeing it so i think the main actress who is like getting nude in this show talking about this is really going to make a big difference and let people know like hey just because i'm getting nude it doesn't mean that you can not respect me and not Uh, like take me seriously as an actress and i'm gonna be honest more than any other actor in euphoria i'm most amazed with cassie's acting and i always have been especially this season like when she comes up on the screen i get so excited not because she's so gorgeous or she's you know like a euphoria baddie like maddie but because i'm excited to see the acting she'll do like in episode three and two i was like i was amazed by her acting and i was kind of just like thinking that to myself but i'm so excited to like see her in every single scene that she's in and she's getting all these roles in the last year and all these biggest shows because she is a great actress and i love that despite doing nudity she's still respected at least in the casting director's eyes who see her for her acting ability and i think she's doing a lot for normalizing these big actresses being naked on screen but still being taken seriously and like i said i think euphoria in general is doing a lot for that too and euphoria does a good job of talking of love like showing uh like male nudity as well as female nudity and i've feel like a pretty equal sense. Like we all saw a lot of penises in the last episode. So I think they're doing a good job of like not making a gender disparity there and making sure both genders are equally like sexualized and exposed. And so not one gets treated different. So I think Euphoria is doing a really good job at this, but I still think people need to focus on Sydney Sweeney's acting more because she really is insanely talented. And I wish she was given more credit for sure. Um, She was even talking about how it is filming these scenes on the show And, um, like she's saying that now after seeing all the conversations about her nudity on the show from season one, that she's conscious of how much she does in season two and that she sometimes will even ask the intimacy director and the director of the show, if it's really necessary for her to be nude in certain scenes. She said that Sam Levinson, the screenwriter is amazing. And there are moments that they're having a conversation and they're about to film a scene where Cassie's supposed to be shirtless. And she would turn to Sam and say, I don't really think that's necessary here. And he would respectfully say, okay, we don't need it. And she said she's never felt like she's had, like Sam has like pushed it on her and was trying to get her nude when she didn't want to. She said, when I didn't want to, he didn't make me. I'm glad that Euphoria has that level of respect like behind the scenes too, because imagine if they didn't end this show that we all love, like the actors weren't really being treated well. So I'm glad that the atmosphere there is very respectful. And I like that Euphoria is, it's a really, really artsy show. And the nude is definitely played into the like uh like artistic nature of the show i guess so i like how they make it more about the art and they're not so focused on like oh we need to get a nude scene in this hbo show like we need to film a nude scene i like that they keep it more about is it necessary or can the art still be portrayed even if she's not nude and can the message still get out but one disgusting thing that has actually happened to cassie after um sorry not cassie Sydney sweeney after um going nude in euphoria is that people were actually using these scenes against her in a way on the internet after season one she said that people were sending her younger brother nude photos that she was tagged in online and i'm not quite sure how old he is but i'm pretty sure he's like an early teenager he said that she said that was the most hurtful thing anybody could do what i do is completely separate from my family my character is completely separate from me it's just so disrespectful and distressing first of all why would someone take time out of their day to send cassie's little brother a photo of his sister naked what a sick fuck that he would do that in the first place second of all this just goes along with the whole thing that actors and actresses who get new need to be more revered on and off the screen and a part of that is not using these scenes and photos that they're in in a disrespectful way or a harmful way he was asked how she copes with something like that knowing that will got her family involved and they kind of asked like how it is just living when you do have a lot of photos and scenes of yourself naked out there. I'm sorry, there's like instruction going on behind me. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, but anyway, she said, I don't think there actually is a coping mechanism, to be honest. You just get used to it. But I know she's still not like regretting her choice of getting nude. And I still don't think it was a bad choice. I think it says a lot about her as an actress willing to dedicate herself so much to that. I think it's just how people respond to it that needs to be adjusted and accounted for. And if that means we need to have more discussions about seeing people who get nude on screen i think that's totally fine and important so shout out to sydney sweeney for opening up about this and for her amazing work in euphoria we are obsessed with you we love you sydney so what can we learn from this nudity in acting shouldn't be looked down upon or taboo we know it makes the art and the message and the whole experience of the show so much better and the actors and actresses who do it are putting their whole body into their craft which makes me think that they should be more respected so thank you sydney sweeney we love you Thank you for tuning in to Pop Culture University today. I hope you had a good time hanging out with me and learned something and got something from this. Let's review what we learned. So from Kim and Kanye, we learned maybe don't have sex in filming because it could come back to bite you. It's as simple as that. If you don't have a tape, you can't have a tape leaked. From Taylor Swift, we learned don't speak on something that you don't know about. In fact, check yourself before you wreck yourself, bitch. And lastly, from Sydney Sweeney, we learned nudity and acting should not be looked down upon and we should respect actors who do just the same as actors who don't so again thank you to all the celebrities who taught us today and if you had a good time listening please write this podcast five star on spotify or apple Podcasts. it would mean so much to me it'll take like one second so if you can just please do that and yeah that is it i hope you have a great wednesday stay warm out there and i love you bye class is missed